back to the Bookshop Chronicles. As always, my name is Brandy, and I run an independent bookstore in Edmonton, Canada. I used to run a book truck, and now we have grown up and moved into an actual address-based space. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I am going to introduce you to somebody who will absolutely make your day. If you're from the Edmonton area and you've been in the bookish scene for any length of time, the name Gail Sabat is not new to you. Gail is a local writer, a performer, a literary camp wizard who founded YouthRight. YouthRight is an inclusive, multidisciplinary camp that offers young writers the chance to work with talented instructors from many facets of the arts. The camps are for 8 to 20 year olds and they are celebrating 25 years. Amazing, amazing. To spend time with Gail is to instantly love her and feel inspired by the opportunities for a younger generation that she and her team have created. Gail astounded me, honestly. If you don't already know her, then I'm honored to introduce her to you now. You and I have a mutual friend in common, Tanya. She's great. She is great. And she told me about your program and what you're doing, and I cannot wait to hear the details of it from you. So, Gail, can you tell us a little bit about you and what the program is all about? Sure. Um, so, I am a, an author. I've been writing since I was a child. I've been publishing for at least, oh, oh, how many of my 27 years? 25 of my 27 years. And... Um, I began YouthWrite, Account for Kids Who Love to Write, Just About Anything, in 1996 as a response to the, the reality that there is very little creative writing taught in schools anymore. And certainly after about grade nine, it all but ends. And having been a creative and a lonely child myself, a child who was bullied, I knew that there needed to be a place in the summer and beyond for creative kids who don't perhaps have the same opportunities as sports or athletic kids or the same opportunities as say people in it who play a music a musical instrument in a band there just didn't seem to be a place for creative writing and I was invited to begin this camp and and that was the genesis based on my own experience having gone to to what is now arts trek I knew that that a multidisciplinary approach to creative writing would be really the most exciting, as opposed to sitting all day and scribbling like monks. We really needed to appeal to many kinds of learners uh, and not just sit all day. That's no fun. That's not camp. So the other, the other, I guess, facet of this was that I wanted really wonderful professionals to teach. I thought that if we could get names, that is people who are established, recognized, lauded, writers and illustrators and playwrights and songwriters, that that would be a wonderful way to draw kids to our program. And of course, those people had to have the right attitude. They couldn't be full of ego. Uh, They had to be about giving back in some capacity to young people, Uh, particularly when writers remember who they were. They bring that to a classroom and they let the ego go at the door. And it's all about the kids and about passing it forward, I guess. I love that. Thanks. And gosh, from 1996, you've been doing this a long time. I have, and I'm only 27. So it's our 25th anniversary this year, and we're just delighted. 
That's incredible. And how has the pandemic then affected what you do and how your program runs? Oh, it's a mad challenge. Uh, So (laughs) last summer, we had our funding rescinded on May 25th. So we had no idea that that was that was going to be the reality for us. So we took the remainder of what we had in our casino coffer and we managed to go uh, to take youth right Zoom online. And, and that was our saving grace. And we had about half capacity and that was pretty thrilling. And we did our very best to make it as exciting and similar to the in-person events. So we had virtual campfire. We mailed everyone uh, hot chocolate and we mailed everyone treats and we mailed everyone popcorn so that for the instructor talent show night, they could have their usual popcorn. We had a sing-alongs night. We had guest performers and the classes during the day. Then we had also live action role play sort of LARP game that followed the adventure all through the week. So we, we managed... And we were really happy and exhausted. Uh, and so this year, we really hoped we could have overnight, but we can't. So we are proceeding very cautiously, and we will have an online component. But we also have four other camps that are in-person day camps. So once again, we're trying to replicate as best we can the full in-person experience. The only part missing is the overnight. So camp day is going to be quite long. But it's going to be full and we hope very rich and and will be very familiar. Uh, and the only thing, as I said, missing is we don't get to have the sleepover. I hope. That that is such a creative idea. And as as a young person who was not I was not a jock. I did not love the sports or any of the things that some of my friends did. I was all about the words, the books, the creativity, but there wasn't a whole lot for me to do. Yeah. I would have been all over that. I wish we'd known you. Yes, I wish that had been available. Yeah. That's incredible. So how do kids hear about you? Well, a, a, long, a large part of this is we have a database and we send every year our beautiful poster and uh, we invite the kids that we, we know back. We have a database of every school in the province, every library in the province and all the teachers that we've made contacts with over the years and principals. So that's been a great feature, except that, as you know, school has been in, school has been out, school has been back in, teachers are harried, it's June. And so uh, we're finding that that usual method of reaching people isn't as successful. We didn't anticipate all those sort of blocks, but we did sort of look forward from last year and realize we had to do a lot of online marketing. So we are doing that. And we also have... uh, some radio spots on CKUA and on the Virgin radio stations in Calgary and Edmonton. We also are working with Bottom Line Productions to to pump up the volume on our camps. So we've got all of these machinations in in process. Uh, We're very active on our own social media channels for YouthRight. And of course, there's bubbling interest, especially as the province begins to reopen. But parents are nervous, understandably. Mm -hmm. We're nervous, but we're ready. We've got all kinds of um, PPE protections. We're going to request that all staff have at least one vaccine shot. We are going to def- we're going to fog every room after class. We're investigating the possibility of tents with outdoor ventilation so that we can move outdoors if need be, if AHS says so. 
So we've got all these precautions and we're going to take temperatures and ask the big questions, you know, have you been traveling? Have you been exposed, etc.? Those kinds of questions for staff and for participants. So we're ready, but we're finding that parents are nervous and mm -hmm. uh, we're about half of where we need to be right now. And of course, we only found out that we did get our grant, the same one that was rescinded last year on the same, basically the same date this year, they said, okay, we get the grant. But that left us really only four weeks. Ooh. So it's it's a bit of a mad rush. And I hire, oh, probably 30, 30 to 40 staff. So I've, I've got to be nimble. And we've got scheduling and practicalities and logistics and all of that good stuff to work out in the next 20 four days <laughs> my good heavens yeah okay well hats off to you because I think everything you're saying already sounds to me like a really creative answer to a problem instead of mm -hmm. saying oh well I guess we're just not going to do it you are very adaptable at figuring out how we're going to make this work yeah. how can we make this still possible even though there's a hurdle right. good for you oh, that's incredible you. that's very nice Brandy thank you Oh, I'm so excited about this. Now, so do you take, are there still applications that kids could sign up for? For sure. And we still have scholarships available for kids in financial need, LGBTQ youth, uh, Black Canadians, Indigenous Canadians, youth with a disability, Francophone Canadians, who we also consider a minority, and, and just a kid who might, you know, whose parents might be between jobs. It's a COVID year. So we're finding a few of those, but we, we still have money left. And we'd like to hear from those kids or their parents or both. Now, how can I help share the word about this? Wow. Well, you're fancy and famous. So <laughs> sharing the podcast is one wonderful way. Um, anything you can do via, you know, your bookstore. That's great. We've got either digital files we can share or, or paper print posters we can share. Any kids you know, teachers you know, parents you know. Um, moms out there who may not know about us, we we really do struggle with the idea that that we're so popular and yet we have to fight pretty mm -hmm. much every year to get our full number of enrollment mm. for enrollment. Yeah, and I think what we offer mm. is so exciting because wow, this year we're offering uh, so many different things in addition to you know traditional poetry and fiction, which you might expect. We've got an uh, amazing dancer and who's going to do rhythm and words. We've got uh, drama, improvisation, theater sports, and words writing. We've got comics as from the Drawn to Write camp uh, who are joining youth, right? So we're going to have comics creation and illustration and words. Uh, we're going to have uh, songwriting and words, rap and hip hop, uh, as well as traditional songwriting. We've got social justice and writing with some amazing people uh, from from different parts of the world. We're really diverse camp. We emphasize diversity in our instructional and supervising supervisory team, as well as the kids that we get to meet. So we really are welcoming and inclusive. So it, it really runs the gamut. Whatever a young person imagines uh, they might do with writing, we can we can make it so at camp. Yeah. You have everything. Yeah. You have all the, all the creative outlets, all the possibility. If somebody has a creative itch, yeah. you have the people, the means, the expertise, the talent, and the passion to help them scratch it. Yeah, we try. <laughs> oh, that is so that exciting. Our, our catchphrase, if you've got an itch to write, 
let's scratch it. Like, really? Yeah. So you're really on, on game there. We, I didn't know. We really like to think of the fact that not all kids can sit still, right? Mm-hmm. And some kids are really visual and some kids are very musical and some kids are mathematical, which, which falls in with music. And so we, we really appeal to all those different ways of learning. And the curriculum is designed specifically to appeal broadly. Wow. Yeah. And we really believe that creative thinking and critical thinking are go hand in hand. That that people who read are people who think. Yes. And if you read and you think, it's very likely you're going to be creative. Yes. So We have a saying in the store that young readers will change the world. Absolutely. And I, I can't help but think that so many people who are readers quite often they want to have another outlet for that. Yeah. And if they've had a love for books and stories and imagination or whatever that looks like for them, sometimes they just want to recreate it somehow. They want to do some version of it. Yes, they do. Oh, but they, they don't always it. know how, right? Yeah. So you're providing the guidance and the support so they can take that step. Yeah. And a wonderful thing we do, you know, in, in, in addition to in giving them these opportunities to write is we have something called inklings. And Inkling is our little stuffy guy, our little our little um, uh, fountain pen mascot. Mm-hmm. And but the Inklings are an opportunity every day for the kids to share a piece of writing or a song they're working on, or to tell a joke, or to do stand up, or to you know show their biceps or show a martial arts move. Uh, and it's it is one of the major important things we do each day is those kids gradually over the week, you see these very shy little buds blossom Mm -hmm. into these flowers. By week's end, we can't keep up with the number of kids who want to share. So it is a a way to give kids a voice. Uh, And there's nothing more powerful than finding out you have one and you have the right to use it. And that you are encouraged to. Yeah. I think that so many kids do believe they have something to say. But they don't think that people will want to hear them. And then they also think nobody is encouraging them to say what needs to be heard. So I think that what you're doing is so beautiful because not only do they have the potential and the platform, but they have the support for that. Yeah. I mean, that's extraordinary, Gail, really. Well, thank you. It's a a labor of love. Mm -hmm. I hope you can come sometime, Brandy, and see what we do. Just oh, I would love it. Yes, come and visit. <laughs> I would love it. But yeah. I'm I'm a camp girl. So once I start into a camp mode, <laughs> you have a hard time getting rid of me. That would be, <laughs> we like that. <I'm, laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be so fun. That'd be great. I was a lonely child, a bullied child, um, pretty sensitive, and um, a lot of the times friendless so writing became one of my outlets uh, and music and I had great teachers who cheered me on and encouraged me and believed in me and helped to edit me one of those teachers is a lifelong friend and he continues to read everything I write so it's great because without him I don't think I would have published you know a dozen novels and I don't think I would have felt buoyed up you know to continue and um, his name is Dwayne Stewart. He was my high school English teacher. And he has taught at Youth Right, uh, just because I felt it was really important for him to see what he had, what was born of his teaching. 
because I was mentored by compassionate people, I thought that I remembered that youth need compassionate mentors. And that's really the basis of youth right. A way, as I said, of paying it forward, passing it along, and and cheerleading with for the people who are who are the promise of tomorrow. Yeah. Beautifully said. Oh, thanks. Beautifully said. And do you have some, um, you said mentioned earlier that you have some names that are recognized, some author names or some people. So who has joined you this year? This year uh, from an extraordinary improviser known throughout Canada and beyond, Donovan Workin. He's part of Atomic Improv and uh, The Irrelevant Show, which was on CBC. We have Spider Yardley Jones, who is a well-known, well, family of artists. His dad was Yardley Jones, and he was an Edmonton Journal uh, cartoonist for years and years. And Spider has continued in his vein. And Spider's been with us since the inception of the camp. But he's a big drawing card because he's quite an unusual individual in that he seems like a very gruff and rough man, but he's got a heart of gold and big dimples and he's tattooed uh, pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. So he's a, a walking work of visual art. So he's mm-hmm. one of our visual arts classes. Elsa Robinson, who's quite a well-known um, Canadian artist of, of uh, Caribbean descent, she's going to be doing words and, and illustration. And she sort of integrates those in art pieces. So the kids are using words and images to, to tell stories. Talolwa Malel, who is a Tanzanian storyteller, is going to be working on oral storytelling and a bit of drama because all of those things go hand in hand mm-hmm. and writing. So he's a big star and his, his uh, picture books have been nominated for the Governor General Award. Uh, we also have Connie Massing, who's a well-known Canadian player, playwright, resident of Edmonton, uh, and just um, a delight to work with. She's a ton of fun, but she is a, sort of a multi-processor in that she not only is a playwright, she's a screenwriter. Uh, she's written for CBC television shows. She's also a nonfiction writer, and she can write essays. So she does it all. And she's going to be one of our blue pencil experts, which means that she'll be bringing uh, her mentorship to one-on-one sessions with kids who will send her a little piece of writing that she can evaluate and look at. And then the next day they sit together and they talk about what is going well, what might need some improvement. So to work with a professional editor like that is priceless. I would love that opportunity. Um, As well, we, uh, we have coming to, uh, our, our peak experience camps, Jacqueline Guest, who is a Métis uh, fiction writer, award-winning. Uh, she's, she's been awarded the, uh, the, the Award of Canada. What's that called? Sorry. Uh, it's not the Governor General's Award. The Honour of Canada? No. Yeah, the Honour. Uh, yes, the Honour of Canada. Honour of Canada? Okay. So she's for her work with Indigenous storytelling, but also, you know, she, run, she runs the whole spectrum of what she writes about. And she's just... Uh, a lovely, much beloved instructor. We have as well coming to, oh, Edmonton, longtime rapid fire theater player and former supervisor for Youth Right. He's also an, a high school teacher, but he is just a fantastic improviser. He'll be teaching what Donovan is teaching near Calgary. He's teaching a course called I Say, which is all about improvisation and writing. And all week long, the kids are involved in some sort of 
some sort of drama, whether it's espionage or a prison break or they're shipwrecked on an island. And all week long, they assume these characters and they write in role and they play in role. So it's just a, a, a grand time to be had by all. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're still finalizing people, but those are just some of the big names that we have, uh, people w- well known in this community and beyond. So That's incredible. Yeah. And even just the way you're talking about the different activities that are possible, you are really tapping into so many different avenues of creativity. It's not just you can only write this type of thing or only do this. You're really opening up what's possible. Right. Yeah. I think one of our favorite classes are, so the participants tell me is our yoga and writing class, which is with Rachel Ann, also known as Sunshine. And she is a a well-known yoga instructor in the city. Uh, And she takes them on this yoga sort of exercise journey and meditation. And it's like their little hearts open up. And there's a kind of freeing. And if you practice yoga or something similar, you know what that can do for the body and the mind and the soul. So, and also we're moving, which is really important because I I really believe, as does Masani, who's teaching, Masani St. Rose is teaching our, the kind of um, movement and words course here in the city. Mm -hmm. The idea of moving just frees up your mind. It frees up inhibition. It frees up writer's block. So we, we get the connection between all the arts and writing. Okay. So this this can't be just limited to during the summer. No. Right? We've tried to expand as much as a charitable organization can expand. So we offer the five camps this summer. In the fall, we offer something called Just Right for adults. That's anyone 18 and older. And a lot of our alum come to that. But also many people... Who, who didn't get to come to camp, even parents of previous campers who say they wish they could have come, come to Just Right. And usually we have it in a mountain setting near Hinton at the Black Cat Guest Ranch. So we're hoping we can do that again this year once restrictions are lifted. Then we have, we're hoping to integrate drawn to write camps throughout the year at various little mini, mini stations. And so those will be one day or, or three-hour workshops. Then we have something called Winter Wordplay, which takes place every January at the Bennett Center here in Edmonton. And it's like a mini version of what we do in the in the summer, a kind of uh, amuse-bouche for the kids before summertime comes, because they said, I wish Youth Right lasted all year. And this was <laughs> the best I could do. Then we partner with Edmonton Public Schools in the spring. And we offer, through the Bennett Center, the Spring Young Writers Camps. And that's a, a, a partnership with Youth Right and Edmonton Public. And those are for ages, basically, grades four to six and seven to nine. Uh, as well, uh, I run something called the Spoken Word Youth Choir and the Spoken Word Choir, which has come out of, of Youth Right and literally their spoken word performances by our our youth who are interested in carrying on past youth right. And so we perform for city functions. We performed at the Calgary International Spoken Word Festival. We've performed for the mayor. We've performed for charities and and other organizations that might need, uh, you know, someone to show up for their fundraiser. And we also perform at the Edmonton Music and Spoken Arts Festival. So, uh, and they're just, they're, 
an unbelievable professional troupe. So the ages are 12 to 14, 15 to 19, and then the adult. Now, the, the troupe that actually began with me in 2007, they're still with me. So it's an incredible group. And it's a lot of commitment and dedication to learn how to speak chorally, but also successfully as a soloist. And we have a beatboxer, so we do kind of funky hip hoppy things. And yeah, and we use mo- movement, and we use music, and we use drumming, and we we have inst- we have uh, musicians who sometimes join us. So it's a really when we get to be together, fantastic opportunity. We got to do it this past fall as soloists at the music festival, and we're looking forward to doing something again together this summer. So that's some of the programming beyond the summer camp with very little funds, <laughs> just a lot of heart and a lot of energy and belief and a great team that I get to work with in the summer. Um, past the summer, I'm really by myself, but for the summertime, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful team that I get to work with in the office and the supers, the supervisors who are themselves artists. They're not teenagers rather. Right. And teenagers are great. But what I wanted was the supervisors to be 20 somethings, 30 somethings who again are mentors for the kids they're caring for. So they don't teach classes, but they facilitate all the extracurricular stuff. So it's a busy, busy camp. Yes. <laughs> Gail, I'm kind of blown away all of the things you are doing, all of the the vision you have that you're actually you're actually doing something with that I cannot help but think is impacting so many people and the ripple effects yeah. of the kids who are actually in the program who are changed and who are creative and who have tapped into their potential and the people that they're impacting. I mean, yeah. what you have created is astounding. It is beautiful to hear from alumni. To, to learn what they're doing with their lives. It's, uh, we're, we're always charmed and, and inspired by their example, whether they went into medicine or teaching or law, or they themselves became writers or are becoming writers or are yeah. still writing. We hope everyone is still writing. But, but these are foundational opportunities for kids to grow and to and to explore, to expand their way of seeing the world, and and really to build confidence and that resilience that they all need, particularly now. But going forth into the world of adulthood, yeah, it is lovely to hear mm. from alumni. We have some wow. gorgeous stories, and I'll bet you do beautiful people who give back, right? In in all kinds of ways, including financial. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. I can't believe it myself. Just I'm so like kidding. Your, like your podcast has taken on a life you perhaps didn't anticipate. I did Newsbreak not. has as well. Yeah. Well, you've created an incredible legacy, I think. And because it is creative and it's passion filled, it it will just continue to grow in so many ways. That's It's beautiful, Gail. Honestly. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. And now if you're doing all of this. Yes. How do you how do you find time when you're not doing all of these things to rest and do things that fill up your your soul? Well, like you, I'm a reader, so I'm I'm always reading. That's I don't think you can be a writer. Well, I know you can't if you don't read. And 
I've, I, I've also been a teacher all my life, so I always had to read for teaching, for graduate work, right, um, for scholarly work. I'm always reading, and and so that is a, a major de-stressor and also energizer and stimulates my intellect. Um, so that's that's an important part. And then when I can, not during youth rights season, obviously, but I write. So th those are my things. And uh, after youth right ends, I tend to go away. I have a little place in BC and I, I go away and write. Oh, and then good for it you. all starts up again in September. But you yes. know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And what have you been reading lately? Uh, so, uh, thank goodness I read your email. <laughs> so okay. I can think this morning a little bit about things. So uh, right now I'm reading Doris Lessing's The Golden Notebook. Do you know this? I've seen it. And that yeah. is author that I've definitely seen come through the store. Right. Nobel a number Prize of times. Winning, um, I think African, South African. Anyway, she's amazing. Uh, no longer with us, but I... I promised myself I would read that. I recently finished Ulysses, Joyce, Joyce, that thing. But it was really good to read. I'm really delighted. Uh, I, you know, I've read parts of it before, but to read the whole thing was really good. I, I do read a lot of literature, probably because I'm an English teacher, mm -hmm. or I was. I still, mm -hmm. teach, I still teach at university, but it's not English lit. Uh, and so uh, for fun, I read... I read all kinds of things, but uh, the I don't know if you know the the YA writer um, Applegate. Is it Kate Applegate? Just yep, Catherine me. Applegate. I think yes, Catherine. Yeah. Uh, so I I love the one and only Ivan. I just read the the one and is it the one and only Incredible Bob? Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So th that for me is is pure delight because I do write for young adults and children as well as adults. Uh, I love to. And, and I was a teacher librarian. I love to delve into and keep myself abreast of what's happening in children's and young, young adult lit. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, in terms of things I've read that aren't necessarily highfalutin canonical literature, um, although I think she's destined for it as S.A. Adugian. Uh, oh, right? yes. Her most recent book, uh, Washington. What? This is what I mean about titles. Yes. Um, Washington. I'm the same. Well, let's just say Washington Ashton. Black. That's it. I think is it yes. Washington Black. Yes. Anyway, yes. And I've read everything she's written. Um, I really love Toni Morrison. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I've I've read everything she's written. Ursula K. Le Guin is a huge. That did my master's on Ursula K. Le Guin, and I got to meet her. So you did. I, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing, and she is. Uh, I think the queen of fantasy and, and far surpasses, sorry, J.K. Rowling. And uh, <laughs> I think, in fact, Rowling, you know, borrowed many ideas from her, mm -hmm. um, as do many writers borrow I'm from sure. her. Yeah, and I know we borrow from each other. Um, and then uh, I've been reading, oh, I just read Mary Oliver's, a huge collection of her poetry. Oh, my God, that woman. <sighs> I know Ugh. what she can do with words is incredible. She takes my breath away. Yeah. Uh, and I just, Oh, I just got a beautiful collection of Joni Mitchell's uh, entire oeuvre of, of her songs. And so that's like reading poetry to know the songs yes. and then to read them as poetry is gorgeous. So yes. those are just some of the things I've been reading recently and I wish I had them all at my fingertips. I'm sorry. 
no, 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 that's perfect. Because that's how I think about books too. Quite often it is a rabbit trails from this mm -hmm. one reminds me of this one. And I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the reading life is we're not necessarily so structured or, you know, rule bound. We're more creative and yeah. excited about things. And we do travel with our, with our minds to this and then that one. And that's okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about reading. I'm also, because I'm, um, I'm doing some very amazing writing for the Glenn Gould Foundation on music and uh, young adult mental health. I'm reading very widely about music and mental health. Um, so one of I, I do have an ebook here. I never use ebooks, but uh, this book is incredible, and it is um, about the the Tao of music and uh, and how to use music to help those of us you know who are struggling maybe with anxiety during COVID or struggling with um, getting stuff done or working through maybe the blues. And I'm not talking about clinical anything. Mm -hmm. Just we're all feeling a little, mm -hmm. a little nonplussed. <laughs> and so this is an incredible book. And of course, I can't get to the title page. So you keep talking. That's okay. I think that that's a very common consideration is how to deal with the feelings that so many people have had in the last year that they don't know what words to put to it or yeah. they don't know how to explain to somebody or if it's normal or if it's just temporary they're not sure yeah. and so when you see that expressed from somebody else you think oh okay it's not just me yeah and this this organization Glenn Gould is putting together a beautiful website um for young adults to access to uh, find not only song lists as you might ex expect and playlists in every genre mm -hmm. possible, but some practical tips for how to work through stress, how to work through sleeplessness, how to, how to relax, how to, what, what music does to your brain. So here it is. The title is the, the Tao of sound music, and it is by John M. Ortiz. It's an older book. Uh, but I just wanted to share it uh, as as an example of of what I'm reading that that is non I guess you call it nonfiction. Mm -hmm. yep. I do a lot of nonfiction reading. I find that it it really informs um, my own writing, and uh, I don't think well a lot of a lot of what we research as as writers is nonfiction, right? So true. It's um. It's important to read for me widely, mm -hmm. uh, and and a lot of nonfiction crosses my table. And I I do I'm a, a fan of online zines, and I'm a fan of physical newspapers and online newspapers. And I love that the world is open to us, and that I can read, you know, not just in my silo, that I can go and take a look at a newspaper or journal or a magazine that maybe isn't from the same left politics I am. And I can at least be informed about what, what, you know, other points of view are that, so that I'm not stuck in my own narrow vision of the world that I am considering other possibilities. I think it's important as a teacher. I think it's important to model for young mm -hmm. people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's such a safe space to consider an alternate 
idea or a contrary opinion or expand why you actually think or believe that by really looking to somebody else's idea that you think, well, I don't know, yeah. because there that's a safe place where you can consider it without worrying about how you feel or your response. It's just a, words and text on paper are such a beautiful expression of other people's emotions, compassion, ideas, inspiration. And you find so much more that you have in common with people yeah. than what separates you when you really expose yourself to other ideas. Yeah. And it's just so healthy. Yeah. It's so healthy. And I'm, I, I wanted to add that I'm really aware of the fact that some people's lives are put at risk to bring the reporting to us. Yes. When people die, they're imprisoned, they're tortured, um, their families are threatened. And I feel it's part of my responsibility as I live in a democratic society, and I hope I continue to live in a democracy. It's really important that I honor those voices, I read those words, I consider not, of course, not just the radical and the left point of view, but all points of view. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can make a measured and an informed sort of opinion. You can form one. And I don't think that people who are critical thinkers, re I don't think it's a appropriate to reject every conservative idea out there just because you're liberal thinking. Mm -hmm. Lots of conservatives are liberal thinking too. And I think we're, in we're endangering our democracy if we don't if we don't allow for dissent and conversation and debate. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I've always said that in order to deserve a seat at the table, you have to consider all of the opinions and all of the ideas there, which, which means you have to be aware of what they are to consider them. Yeah. And if people often just want to give their opinion without actually deserving that seat at the table because they haven't taken that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So read and read and read widely. <laughs> yes. Everything yeah. you just said. Yes. Yeah. You can probably yes. see this is just one wall of books. We've got so many books in this house. We're book buyers. We really are. Yes. We There's something special. We ourselves, but we can't. No. It's an it's so much better than other things, though. And when you sit there and you look at your shelves, you can revisit yeah. the places, the ideas, yeah. the feelings, all of that, yeah. which I think is just such a beautiful thing to be surrounded by. Yeah, it is. This feels like a very lovely place to be this all. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, books are cozy. Yeah. They're they're hopeful, they're imaginative, they're all those things. And then there's they stay there to offer themselves to you again and again and again. Yeah. I love it. So true. Yeah. I love it. So tell me about you. I'm I know this is your podcast, but I'm 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 eager to know about you and how the podcast came to be and and about Daisy Chain and all of that. Sure. Uh, well, the podcast was something I started because I used to run a book truck. And it was the only one in the province. Wow. And we ran all through central Alberta. Beautiful. But when the weather gets cold, you can't really run it. So I was looking for some avenue to give people that I would meet on my book truck journey a platform to tell their stories and share with their reading because so many people think, oh, well, I'm not Margaret Atwood or I'm not. So I'm, I, nobody wants to hear from me. I'm like, yes, what you read matters and we care. And I would meet the most incredible people everywhere I went. So I just wanted to have a place where their stories could be shared. We could learn what they're reading and then be inspired to read more 
things. And so that's how that started. And the book truck we always knew was eventually going to be running around a store. Cool. So doing what the store could not do. A brick and mortar store. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And then of course, with the pandemic this year, the book truck just got to be too expensive the cost to do all of it was too high and we were not guaranteed to take it to the number of events that would make it pay for itself. Right. So we just couldn't continue it, right. but it beautifully just worked out that we found this ideal bookstore location and we opened in October. Wow. And it has responded like people have loved it in the community and what it has been able to do to create a community of readers yes. far exceeded what we could have done with the truck alone. So I've not been to your physical store. Where is it? It's in High Street. Oh, what? Are you there? Yeah. You're in my so we're just. Are we? Yes. <laughs> well, you should come and visit. Well, It'd be so great. To. Yeah. That's so it's twenty two hundred square feet of books galore, new and used books for all ages. Oh, that's so neat. Everything from baby books all the way up to large print. We used to have a bookstore in our neighborhood. You probably know yes. when it was subsumed by yet another, I don't know, knickknack store. And yes. we have all felt the loss. That's oh, fantastic. for sure. Oh, that's well, actually, where where that bookstore used to be, yes. that was volume two yes. from Greenwoods. Yeah. And right next door to that was a pastry shop. Right. And there used yes. to be an arch between the two. So you could just right. walk from one to the other. My husband's family owned the pastry shop. Oh, was that La Favorite? Yes. 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 I got my so wedding. his dad made Wayne Gretzky's wedding right. cake. And mine. <laughs> he made your wedding cake? <laughs> I'm not no married anymore, but yes, it's true. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was chocolate. It was gorgeous. Oh, was yeah. He fun. did amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, that was a sad day when that closed. And also yes. before it was Lori Greenwood and Greenwood's bookstore, it was another woman, an independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it will be so good to have a bookstore again. Oh, it is. Yeah, the neighborhood is so grateful to have it. No kidding. Oh, and... well, Brandy, I'm going to make a point to come by. Oh, I'm so glad. What a time to open. I know. I know. Strange, right? But I'm not somebody who plays it safe. I love the idea that if there's a an a possibility for something, I'm just too stubborn to let little things get in the way. Yeah. So looking for opportunities to make it happen and make it grow, uh, it's just to have an opportunity for readers is a big deal. It is. And they need it now more than ever. Yeah. People are reading like crazy and they're yeah. discovering all different kinds of books they never would have read before. So, I mean, to be available for them is such a gift. Wow. I'm yeah. so excited now. I'm going gonna, gonna to tell Jeff, what are your days of operation? We're open every day in the week. Oh, my God. Um, so today's Sunday, so 12 to 4 on Sundays. Um, we're open 10 to 6 every day except Thursday, which are open 10 to 8 p.m. Oh, my God. It's like regular hours. I know. We've never had to close one day. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. And even though they have, you know, the change the restrictions, it's kind of yo-yoed a little bit. Really, the only impact for us is the number of people we've allowed to be in, in the, the store, store at one time. Yeah. That's it. So 
we're also looking forward to an incredible summer as people yeah. get to come out in greater numbers and actually bring more people in their family than just the one representative right. <laughs> they send in. Wow. Wow. That's a nice space too. It is. Yeah. Oh, wait till you see it. Oh, it is God. so different from before. Oh, good. Oh yeah. But it it's, is a nice, it's, it's got quite a nice floor layout. It yeah. does. Oh, good. Oh, it does. Fantastic. Yeah. And we are doing things in the space to, to create a literary hub for the neighborhood. So there is room in the middle so we can have people who can do readings or author events or literary wow. activities. So if there's ever any way that we could, you know, do something with Youth oh, Right, we you. would love to thank support you. you somehow. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I have a book coming out. Is it this month? I don't know. Sometime. You do? Yeah, I do. My my 12th book. So it's it's being published internationally. So, but I don't know when it arrives, but maybe we could do some sort of event. That would be so fun. Yeah. And um, congratulations. It's a book of poetry. I'm really, I'm stunned that it, anyway, that's another story. But, um, you know, it would be great to do something for youth, right, too. And you, you're situated in a really literary neighborhood. There's a bunch of us who live in, in this area, like Alice Major. I don't know if she's popped in. I don't know. The poet. Um, uh, Janice McDonald, who is uh, the Writers Union of Canada rep, and she writes mysteries mm -hmm. she's in our neighborhood like it goes on and on who's wow. in our neighborhood who's who are writers that's amazing yeah, yeah. minister huh. Faust, uh whose whose name is malcolm azania he's uh -huh. in our neighborhood that's just four i know what yes How blocks from you blocks from you amazing well yeah. we do have a very dedicated local author section too yeah. But I don't know who all the local authors are. Uh, so I wait for them to let me know that they exist. I can also help you with that sometime. <laughs> that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. I think you and I definitely should sit down and, be fun. and, and talk we, more. We could have coffee and, and yes. chat. And yeah, like it is an incredible neighborhood for that. Mm -hmm. Like we run into each other walking our dogs. Mm -hmm. Quite literally blocks from your store. <laughs> Well, we also just opened a, what I call the book nook. So we have a courtyard outside oh, the store. Outside. So I put tables and chairs out there Ooh. so people can sit outside and read or talk or have their book club or do whatever. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Okay. Well, clearly like you, oh, and you know, you should meet Tolo and you should meet all these people I just mentioned to you. I want to meet them all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tolo's such a beautiful man. Okay. Well, this, this sounds like the beginning of a very beautiful yeah. friendship, Gail. Honestly, this has been so fun. Well, and I, I loved everything you shared. It makes me feel so inspired and encouraged Thanks. and find out how I can just point people in the direction can we drop off of your program. Cards? Yes. To share with. Okay. That'd be great. We'll do that. And I would love any digital stuff that you have okay. that I can share on my social media and let people know because we're huge advocates in the store for young readers. You. We yep. have a young readers program that um, the kids read books, and then come in and tell us about the books they've read and we mark them in our book. And for every book they've read, we donate a book to kids in the foster system. Wow. That's beautiful. We make a magazine every year for the kids. Um, and this is a mock-up. But 
every year the kids rating goes in and it has an ISSN number. So it goes to the National Archives of Canada. Nice. And on the back, um, we put all our lovely logo people and we'd love to put you down. How can we, how can we help sponsor? Um, Oh, this conversation is too exciting for words. (laughs) It was so fun. And I'm like very thrilled to have the conversation with you. Supporting local literary initiatives is so special to me, and I'm thrilled to use my bookshop to assist a younger generation connect with incredible teams like YouthRight. This is what it's all about, y'all. This is why being an independent bookseller is the bomb. Not just because we march to our own drum and we do things our way and we have the most amazing communities, but because we have opportunities to invest in those communities in unique ways because we're all so special and different ourselves. So we're going to find things that really just melt our butter and do it. I love it. I love that I'm the last word. I don't have to go to a board of directors or to what the mandate of a huge big box company is. I get to decide myself if this is what is important for me and my business and for the community that I serve. And yeah, this absolutely is. I am thrilled thrilled to know about youth right and to find ways I can assist them in any way possible. Okay, so y'all, here's the deal. We are undergoing a ridiculous heat wave in Edmonton right now. It is off the charts. We have not had heat like this in, well, oh my gosh, well, and in my entire life, that's for sure. So everything is kind of hunkering down right now. And I think I might go soak my feet and have a popsicle because I, it, it's hot. It's so hot. So If you have an opportunity to lead and inspire young readers and writers in any way, whether it's family or school or neighborhood or community involvement, be relevant, be generous, and be unforgettable. Because their reading lives should be extraordinary. Have a great day. 